I'm very excited to be joined on the line this afternoon by Dr. Simon Ng, um, who is a disability rights advocate and legal academic from the School of Professional and Continuing Education at HKU. Um, Simon, are you with us? Have I got you there? Hi. You're there. Hi. Awesome. Yeah, I'm Hi. Here. Thank you for having me. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for Good joining afternoon. us. Um, so uh, this month, for um, anyone who doesn't know, is... Um, is in other parts of the world, maybe more so than here in Hong Kong, is Disability Pride Month, correct? Right. Right. And um, so Disability uh, Pride Month, which I was reading into a little bit from um, friends and things overseas who have been commemorating the month and celebrating it however they can, while obviously socially distancing and being responsible, etc., etc., um, is is uh, a commemoration of the Americans with Disabilities Act, which seems to, which was um, which became law in 1990 in July 1990. So I think that's why it's um, become quite a an important calendar event. Um, but I, I was um, I was really excited to talk to you about it because it made me think a little bit about whether we have disability pride here in Hong Kong, um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, uh, not yet, I'm afraid. <laughs> I do want. That we, ha- we 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 could have one, uh, but uh, I think it it seems to me that in this culture we don't have we don't have that yet. Um, I'm looking forward to to one. Uh, we don't celebrate disability yet, but instead I think uh, like it or not, we we still see by and large we still see you know disability as a kind of personal tragedy or predicament or some kind of inferior in in. In inferiority, if you like, or not being complete, you know, that is, I, I think that is a sad thing. I, I completely agree. Um, and it's interesting because uh, people with disabilities are the largest and most diverse minority within our population, actually. Um, yeah. And they, uh, people with disabilities represent people of all abilities, ages, races, ethnicities, religions, socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, disability doesn't discriminate, but um, we do seem to discriminate against disability. Um yeah. Uh, and so I think what's what's particularly interesting um, with Disability Pride Month is this idea of um, the, that it is kind of a celebration, in some part, is a celebration of what the Americans with Disabilities Act represents. And for, for anyone who doesn't know, so it's called the ADA, and it's a civil rights law that prohibits discrimination against individual disabilities in all areas of public life, including yeah. jobs, schools, transportation, public and private places, all these sorts of things. So the, the idea, the purpose of that law is to make sure that people with disabilities have the same rights and opportunities as everyone else. Um, but do we have anything similar to that here in Hong Kong from a legal standpoint? Uh, yes, we do have a discrimination, um, disability discrimination ordinance, which was actually passed in 1995, 96, around the time. Uh, it has been more than 20, 25, 25 years. Yeah, um, gosh. Yeah, 20, nearly 25 years. But I think we, we are still... A bit lacking behind, even though we are one of the signatories because of China. China is part of the of the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, the UN Convention. Uh, we are part of it. We have the international obligation to implement that uh, convention in within our context within Hong Kong. But we are still a bit lacking behind. I'm afraid to say. It is, it, it, and it is a shame um, yeah. in terms of that. So, but it's interesting to know that we did have some. We do have we do have laws that do protect people here. And as you say, like the the ADA is the one that gets a lot of 
press and acknowledgement around the world because it yeah. comes out of America. But we weren't too far behind with something similar, um, I suppose, which we could we could take some credit for. Um, but it it is interesting um, to think that we we are still behind the rest of the world when it comes to to disability inclusion. Um, yeah. Is there any is there any hope on the horizon? Is there anything that you've seen in terms of a policy policy or legislation that that might help to improve things for disabled people in Hong Kong? Yeah, well, I think I think that piece of legislation that we we, we are now having, I think it's a it's a landmark anyway. I, I think uh, for Hong Kong uh, civil rights and um, you know anti discrimination ordinance, anti discrimination laws is. Is a very important piece of uh, legislation, but on the other hand, there are of course some flaws uh, in that uh, piece of law. And uh, the government and and the um, Equal Opportunities Commission, which is uh, a statutory uh, body to uh, task with the um, uh, with the duty to implement the ordinance, they are aware of the of the problems. And actually, um, the commission. Uh, took steps some years ago to review the anti-discrimination laws in Hong Kong, including that piece of um, disability discrimination ordinance. And uh, they are aware of the of the problems and were actually trying to propose something to to amend the um, uh, the law. Uh, but I think there are various reasons, as you know, you know, in in, in a context like in a context like a complex and highly developed uh, society in Hong Kong, we we do have a lot of concerns here, and uh, sadly, um, the government hasn't uh, taken any um, positive steps to respond to some of the recommendations uh, laid down in the in the report that the commission has done. And I can imagine that um, becomes incredibly frustrating for anybody yeah. who is disabled or has a family member who's disabled or anybody who is an elderly person, because I think we forget <laughs> we forget that that's a, we have an aging population and um, that's a, a big a big section there. Um, right. But do you think sometimes that um, when we talk about um, disability pride, because disability pride in def- in definition usually be it's usually defined as accepting and honouring each person's uniqueness and seeing it as a natural and beautiful part of human diversity, which is a wonderful bumper sticker um, for for how we should all be. Um, and and it it gets it might get a bit confusing because we have um, when we start talking about things like laws and conventions and ordinances, um, it can sound very dry. And for the average person, maybe they don't understand that those very, um, yeah, like very uh, methodical, um, you know, uh, um, you know, administration heavy type types right, of things right. for those of us yeah. who aren't that kind yeah. of way minded. Um, yeah. it, it kind of fails to capture the, the human, the very human element about disability in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted to ask, because uh, you do have a, an interest, uh, a research interest and in everything in, in disability rights and inclusion here in Hong yeah. Kong. Um, yeah. What, what, what sparked your own interest in this area, uh, Simon? Yes, I'm actually currently working on um, inclusion in higher education. I have projects uh, with colleagues from the university. We are working specifically, we are working on a big project in um, uh, you know, promoting the inclusive uh, culture as well as you know, uh, developing a set of guidelines uh, for the, not just uh, my university, but uh, in a wider context. To actually, how we could accommodate, we could accept uh, students uh, who are blind. You know, blind, blind students. They are competent. They are, you know, um, 
if they are accepted by the university, how they can be more included in the in in the learning and campus life here. Uh, that is one one project, a very specific one. And I've got also another, uh, which is actually on the um, also supporting you know students uh, with uh, visual imp- impairment in doing part-time uh, law degree here with my school uh, within the university. And I am also very you know um, very keen on working you know on the you know um, disability confidence. What we said disability disability confidence and capacity of different organizations, especially um, in um, companies or, you know, uh, NGOs or social enterprises. I'm, I'm actually having that kind of idea now at the moment and I'm actually working on something. Yep. Fantastic. So it's, it's a, a lot of your work is about seeing how um, you can deliver access to people so that they're able to access resources and education and training and everything to pr- be able to provide value back to society as well. Yeah, I think it's important that uh, we should look at disability as not just a personal kind of personal uh, predicament or personal medical condition or whatever. We look at it as, as a kind of... Um, an experience that every one of us with or without impairments are actually are facing. Like we are facing attitudinal barriers, you know, people how, you know, people look on, look at us, you know, how people, you know, biases, you know, that sort of thing, uh, stereotypes. Uh, we, we don't want that, um, those, you know, uh, discrimination or discriminatory attitudes. We want them to be taken away. Or we are also facing, you know, uh, difficulties in like um, the physical environment, for example, whether our environment is accessible mm-hmm. or not, you know, that sort of thing, as well as, you know, those kind of systematic um, barriers like, you know, applying for schools, applying for jobs, that could be a very <laughs> difficult kind of uh, process for us to go 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 through and there could be a lot of different biases or stereotypes or other you know barriers uh, unreasonable barriers that are actually you know barring bar, barring people from uh, enjoying or for for equal enjoying the equal opportunities that they should have you know absolutely and i think it is an interesting point that currently with living in a covid-19 world yep. mm-hmm. um a lot of us have actually a, a getting a tiny, tiny taster of what yeah. it must be like to have that access and yeah. those opportunities minimized for you so greatly. Because, mm-hmm. of course, for um, non-disabled people, and I do have a couple of points actually later we can talk about a little bit about some language things about which language we use. So there's nothing wrong with saying disabled and there's nothing, um, and, and the opposite of disabled would be non-disabled. Would you? I think that's um, the current. And we're going to talk about language later because language is important. But at the moment with COVID-19, um, we're suddenly experiencing uh, some of the barriers that people with disabilities, whether they're physical or, in, or um, intellectual disabilities or, um, you know, invisible disabilities, uh, have probably had lots of times because I think that's something quite interesting. We now can't go the places that we would like to go. You know, we, we're not we're not allowed to. Um, we have right. to we have to mask up. We have yeah. to take precautions 
discussions every time we yeah. go into someone. We have to change our routines um, yeah. in into a way that which doesn't which doesn't feel like it's natural to us, right? So I think it's quite a um, an in, it's an interesting time to be um, celebrating Disability Pride Month because yeah. I think it's the first time that people on mass have had a tiny taster of the kinds of limitations that. Like what it might feel like to have limitations put on your life. Yeah. Um, you know. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's slightly different limitations, what? but em- it's. I think it starts with uh, empathy is a really important one, and hopefully, this opens people's minds a little bit. <laughs> You'd hope that's a silver lining in this awful situation, but yeah. 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 Exactly. I think. I think uh, there have been writings or, you know, uh, voices from uh, different uh, disability communities, not just in Hong Kong, I think mostly from uh, outside Hong Kong. They're actually talking about experience during the COVID the pandemic, you know, um, how it's actually like, you know, um, being, you know, uh, being made disabled, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're not allowed to, you know, to move around and you're just being trapped in a, in your own room, your little, you know, little corner. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I did see something very interesting, an interesting article about the work from home movement, which obviously we're all doing. And yeah. for a lot of disabled people, they have been told for years that they, yeah. if, they're, if they're unable to, for example, access a, a workplace yeah. or they have extra yeah. um, requirements during the day, that means they can't go to a physical office space. Um, yeah. They've been told for years, I'm sorry, you can't work work from home like it doesn't work work from home doesn't work and now we've actually we're all working from home you know and um it's amazing what we've what we've done in terms of showing it's possible we can we can use different tools we have video calling and conference calling and messaging and uh, databases and all the rest of it um but for a lot of people in uh, the um disability community people with disabilities around the world have often been told i'm sorry that's not going to work we're not going to be able to do that yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a very good chance for us to really appreciate the uh, the, the importance of having reasonable adjustment. That was I. I'm going to say about this, uh, which is actually lacking in our law. Uh, our law does, does not impose a kind of, you know, legal obligation on service providers to provide reasonable adjustments in in, in employment, in education. Uh, but I think it's really important once we appreciate the need there if. You know, now we're facing COVID, we're, we're living in within the pandemic, but we appreciate that actually some work can be readjusted and can be, you know, um, uh, move around, you know, to make, just to make some adjustment to make others like they're equally competent, but uh, they're hardworking um, employees, co-workers, but they do need some adjustment in their, you know, delivery of duties. Just it is exactly the very, a very, very, very um, timely. Um, it is a very good time for us to, you know, experience how important reasonable adjustment can be, you know, for everyone. Not just for those who are who are disabled, but for everyone. We we have a taste of it now. Oh, I think I think you're completely right, and I think yeah. um, I'm I'm all about trying to find silver linings because <laughs> it's <laughs> the outlook is a little grim. Um, but yeah. um, but I, I think it is it is it's been a, a remarkable time of um, appreciating how adaptable people are. We are adaptable, yeah. and yeah. Um, of course, uh, disabled people. And I know that I'm, I'm encompassing an enormous array of diversity and. Um, 
um, abilities there, but um, that they have they embody adaptability um, in a huge way. And I think um, we often. Um, non-disabled people often don't have the same appreciation for um, the level of adaptability that people have to have every day and now yeah. we're getting like you said we're getting a taste of it ourselves that yeah. we have to adjust and yeah. hopefully you'd hope you'd hope that we don't um, uh, readjust to uh, normality again in the future and forget what we've learned in this process and yeah. and um, and that as well um, what do you think it means uh, uh, dr. Ng to be an to be empowered as a disabled person well I think I think the very first thing is actually we don't see uh, disabled persons disabled people as inferior and they it, it and they don't see themselves as inferior or incomplete that is the very first first thing they have to accept that impairments is just a part of common humanity it's, it's just normal i mean mm -hmm. uh, it's part of human diversity instead of a kind of you know aber aberration we don't see that as in that negative mm -hmm. light mm -hmm. okay that is that is the very first thing we have to accept and then we embrace we embrace diversity, and at the same time we embrace a new concept of disability. You know, instead of seeing disability as unfortunate personal condition or predicament, we we see disability as just the experience that we 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 have during the process during the um our interaction with the world with people. Mm -hmm. The, the attitudinal barrier we are experiencing, the uh, physical, environmental barrier, as well as the systematic barrier we are experiencing. And we try to take away those barriers. We try to make our world more accessible. We try to make people understand, communicate, and talk to each other. Okay, I think that is what I mean by empowerment. It's not just giving rights. It's not just, you know, giving, you know, sharing of welfare or whatever, but it's actually the very, very fundamental change in our belief system and in our values. I think that's a fantastic point, and and on the on the point of communication and the way we we discuss disability as well. I have a I have a couple of um, a yep. couple of language things. Um, mm. a guy I found a short guide to correcting ableist language. Yep. Um, ableism uh, for anyone who's um not familiar is um basically discriminating against anyone with um a disability. Um. So I found some interesting ideas about how the language we use. Um, uh, one example I found was instead of saying differently abled, I've heard this quite a lot. I think it's been uh, batted around as quite a politically correct term to say they're not disabled, they're just differently abled. But actually, um, apparently, um, this is my learning curve as well, that um, that's, it's, it's more preferable to say a disabled person or a person with a disability if you're speaking about individual instead of saying differently abled. Yeah. Um, and I think that also comes down to access as well. If, if you just say differently abled, you don't acknowledge that that someone is disabled and they require yeah. uh, something right and that comes into yeah. like you said some of the policies as well um yeah. another thing is is people who say things like wheelchair bound or confined yeah. to a wheelchair yeah. so this isn't right we we're supposed to say um a wheelchair user or a yeah. full-time wheelchair user or someone who requires a wheelchair yeah so that's another um yeah. another one is in um is instead of um Instead of saying somebody is crippled um, by something or that they suffer from something, um, yeah. 
you could say that they are maybe hindered or stifled as opposed to crippled. Crippled is obviously a, um, a horrible word and a very a very outdated word as well. Um, I, I didn't know this until quite recently that terms like handicap, handicapped or handicapable, which is another one I think which has been made to sound a little bit like it was trying to be politically correct. Again, um, are, not, are not words that we use. That's ableist language and that we're, the preference is always to say a disabled person or a person with a disability um, and I think part of disability pride would probably be accepting that it doesn't it's not a negative thing to the word disability doesn't have to be negative yeah I think you're very well you know is all uh, very well said and actually I, I'm very glad that you you bring out the point about you know language use and and ableism as well uh, I think we uh, we are very concerned about political, you know, neutrality, etc. You know, uh, political correctness, so to say. But I, I think at the same time, the dialogue, the talk, uh, sh- should be at the core. Uh, there should be context, whatever language we adapt, uh, we adapt at, at the end. But there should be con- context. There should be a lot dialogue. We have a community. We talk about this. You know, people with or without disabilities, they come together to talk about this. You know, every aspect of our life. At the end, we can have some sort of, you know, consensus, you 